Welcome in. Glad to have you on another episode of Riverbank Riches, Navigating Financial Wisdom. We've got a good show for you today. A special guest with us is Ashley Kelsey. She's a senior business advisor with Transworld Business Advisors of Eastern North Carolina. Ashley, how are you? I'm doing well. Well, we're glad to have you on the show. This is a great topic. I know, Desmond, you work with business owners all the time at CLC Financial, right? And, and this transition is a difficult one for many people. We have a lot of uh, business owners as, as clients here. Um, part of our business is uh, the group benefit service. And so we get a lot of in front of a lot of business owners. And it's the conversation always comes up to us, you know, as those business owners get older, what does the plan look like for them to transition? Uh, either they're wanting to sell their business or they're wanting to pass it to their children. And so uh, we wanted to bring on Ashley and uh, let her kind of discuss how the realm of uh, exploring selling your business works and, and uh, how she can be a great resource for um, those who want to sell it and some of our clients as well. So it'll be a good show today. And again, we're going to break this up into two parts. Today we're going to focus mainly on how Transworld helps business owners and buyers and sellers connect those two. We're going to talk about some of the challenges. We're going to talk about some of the advice she has for both buyers and sellers as well. Then our second part, we're going to talk more about kind of where this is headed, right? The role of technology, uh, the advent of, of many different trends that are happening across the, the, the industry as well. And get her outlook on the future. So two-part series, so make sure you subscribe wherever you listen. We'll go through that. So actually, I think the best place to start, just kind of give us an overview of, of what you guys do at Transworld. Absolutely. So first, I'd like to say thank you for having me. Yes. Um, at Transworld Business Advisors, we are a mergers and acquisitions firm, and we focus on, on business brokerage as well. So whether it's the lower to middle market or whether it's you know your mom and pop Main Street business, um, really, we connect buyers and sellers. Uh, we look for bringing in the best price and best terms. We do some franchise consulting and franchise development as well. Um, Transworld Business Advisors has been around for over 40 years uh, servicing the industry, so therefore a ton of experience. As a whole, we have over 700 agents, uh, 300 offices, and we do work in 18 countries. Wow. So we have quite a network and quite a reach. Going a little bit more local, my our office is here in Eastern North Carolina, so we really focus to serve Eastern North Carolina. Um, our mission is to revitalize the rural Eastern North Carolina. We do have 10 of us as being advisors, so we do search to really understand the needs of our sellers. Uh, that's one of the key, most important things. Our office, we really focus on a concierge service, a one-on-one -on -one basis to really achieve their goals. And Ashley, I like what you said there with the um, <clears throat> the concierge service because we, we really like to do turnkey for our mm -hmm. clients. And it sounds like that you're um, offering that same type of, of service to your clients. So every time I, I talk with you, I always learn something new. That's uh, I didn't know you guys were around for forty years. That's a huge, that's that's a long time, especially um, <clears throat> when you when you're talking about servicing clients for that long. That is, and and that's where one of the biggest things is we have a lot of experience. <coughs> we work in all industries. We're really industry agnostic. So no matter what type of business you have, mm -hmm. no matter if it's the mom and pop, no matter if it's multi-generational, we really have the capabilities to service all of those. How has the business been since, uh, you know, we have a, 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 the baby boomers are now coming mm -hmm. up and, and they're either going to pass their business on to um, their heir apparent mm -hmm. or they're going to sell it. So has that, has Transworld seen a, a huge increase, um, I would say in the past five, or do they expect this, an increase to happen in the next few years? Yeah, so there has definitely been a major increase, of course, as you mentioned, with the baby boomers looking to exit the industry and, mm -hmm. and looking to, you know, find whether that's retirement. A lot of these individuals don't have a successor to take over the business. And that's where working with a broker is gives you the best opportunity to find the right buyer for your business, whether that's, you know, 
whatever your objectives and your goals are overall for who that buyer is, whether it's, you know, maintaining your clients, maintaining your, you know, a lot of people, their, their employees are most important. So finding that buyer overall is, is what we really focus on. So that, I think that leads into a um, <clears throat> good discussion of what does it look like just now? I know we could go down a rabbit hole in this, <laughs> but what does, um, you know, selling your business uh, typically, how does, how does somebody start that? How does, um, mm-hmm. how, how, what are the steps kind of walking through it? When, when do you guys kind of separate from that buyer seller? What does that deal look like? So initially, ideally for us, the best thing for us to do is to really get involved three to five years out. So ideally, when a business owner starts a business or opens a business, they should do it with an exit strategy in mind. Mm -hmm. However, that doesn't always happen because the biggest thing is they are focused on getting that business up and running, growing that business, you know, whether it's the obtaining the clients, the, the personnel, the community, whatever that might be. So they don't always start with an exit strategy in mind, but bringing a broker in three to five years out gives that capability to really hone in make sure that everything's in order, you know, cause a lot of times, especially small businesses, you know, kind of separating personal expenditures, business expenditures, cleaning up some books and records, um, having books and records can be a big one. And then really starting that process. So us coming in allows to kind of give that guidance in that turnkey experience to start that. Once we get to the point that we are ready to sell, typically you need, you know, three to five years of, of, of financials to really, you know, have the, to maximize your profits and to maximize your, your, um, your sales price and your terms and Mm -hmm. and to really get your return on your investment. So having us at that point, you know, we work to establish the most probable selling price. We work with our sellers to do that. The first thing even prior to that is understanding what their goals are. What is important to them? Some sellers, it's solely a financial aspect. Other sellers, it's making sure their people are taken care of, like I previously mentioned. So, for instance, we had a we had a seller who mm-hmm. it was a multi million dollar deal. It was a manufacturing company, and they were more interested in their people being taken care of. They were more interested in their legacy continuing. So they ended up taking a deal and doing a transaction that was a million dollars less. They took an offer a million dollars less because the person had the right morals to go along with what their business was. So that's uh, it's interesting. You say three to five years out, you know, um, I don't know many brokers that will start working with their clients three to five years mm-hmm. out. Um, so it's, it's kind of fascinating to me that you guys will start, you know, it, it, but it makes a lot of sense because you're trying to set it up and tee it up for that business owner to get the maximum that he can for out, out of his business. So, you know, by working with them three to five years out, if they're looking at the books that are three to five years out, then you're ahead of the game the entire time. Absolutely. So. And that is key. The One of the most important things when you're starting to look at your exit strategy, build your team, build mm-hmm. your team of professionals. And those may be your attorney, a, a business broker, your financial planner, your financial advisor, your CPA. Having a team that understands your business and truly understands such as an attorney, you know, a transactional attorney, somebody who understands business sales is going to be key. So when you start building that team, then you have all those advisors to help you. We as the business intermediary and the broker, we facilitate that process. We are the intermediary to kind of connect all of those pieces and to work with all of those individuals. Because of course, as the business owner, they still have to focus on the business. If Mm -hmm. they are so focused on the sale of the business or working with all these individuals, then ultimately that ends up hurting the business 
and lowering, you know, the, the price that they could get for the business or giving up critical terms that maybe not be the best deal for them. And that's where we come in. Well, that three to five years is critical. Even, um, you know, when we do retirement planning for clients, we say three to five years, um, mm -hmm. at the minimum for that. I'm, ideally you got, you may even want to work with somebody longer before that, because you, mm -hmm. you know, it, it goes back to my analogy of a birthday party, right? If you have, have you ever tried to plan a birthday party the day of, it goes terrible. <laughs> you want to start uh, far enough in advance so that you can get all the gifts. You need to make sure all the people are invited, make sure all the uh, balloons are there, all the mm -hmm. entertainment, and you have a good birthday party. And I think so many people try to wait to the day of to do mm -hmm. these. Um, one, you know, may be that, you know, if you're a business owner and you're not sure if you have a <clears throat> succession plan lined up, talking with somebody, uh, talking with Ashley, would be extremely beneficial because, you know, she, she may be able to get, answer some of your questions or guide you and say, you know, is a broker right for you? Mm -hmm. um, whereas a lot of people may just have some anxiety of even, you know, not wanting to approach that. And then they get to that, you know, year of that. They're like, okay, I'm gonna sell my business this year. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. Or you may even hurt yourself or get a, a lower uh, price mm -hmm. for your business because you've waited so long. So, um, planning in advance is extremely important, not just, um, in what we do, but what you guys do. And like you said, with the attorneys and all of mm -hmm. that, just, it just takes time. So. Absolutely. And I highly recommend when you start looking for a broker, look for particular things. Um, a certified business intermediary, it's a designation provided to, uh, that business brokers can earn. They are to earn the, de to earn the designation. You have to have the highest level of dedication to the industry. It comes with uh, exemplary um, education aspects. It comes with experience. Um, so if you're looking for a broker and you're interviewing brokers, look for the one that's right for you. And hopefully, you know, I might come to mind and it might be somebody with Transworld Business Advisors. However, if it's not, that's okay too. And I do urge that you look for somebody that does have the, the certified business intermediary designation. Well, certainly for anybody in the Southeastern uh, region, you know, I think that they should at least entertain uh, looking at you as, as the person for it. But to what she says for, you know, people that may be outside of the market is just make sure that you are, uh, or, or somebody that's qualified. And, you know, I think that it is important, um, you know, to not just have the alphabet soup behind your, behind your name, but to also <laughs> uh, actually have some real experience. And uh, I know that you guys do have a lot of real experience. And if you run into a situation, I'm sure that you go, hmm, you, you got that 40 years of, of trans world. That's also, you know, can, that you can go reach to somebody and say, hey, you know, how did you guys handle this situation? So there's an extreme, um, uh, there's a lot of value in that. Absolutely. So. There's, there's a huge strength in having a network. Yeah. So, so having a network is going to be huge. And for our office directly in business brokerage, there is something called co-broking. And what that means is for instance, if I had a listing mm -hmm. and a, another agent or another broker comes to me and they say, I have a buyer. Well, we co-broke. So we will work with that buyer because it is important to us to do the best service for our sellers to do the best service for our, our clients. Mm -hmm. So co-broking is something that we find to be very important, but in the business brokerage industry, it is not required. So not all brokers will co-broke. So it's different than the, uh, than the real estate. Absolutely. Yep. Well, you guys are in all 50 States and, uh, yes. and you said 14 countries. So I don't know why somebody wouldn't at least, um, like I said, just entertain, because if you go with somebody local, which I'm all about local, but you are local. Correct. Um, you know, you don't get access to that network that you can then bring to the table for them. So absolutely. Um, well, so there's a couple of other, uh, um, topics here. There's, um, success stories and challenges. Mm -hmm. Pick one. 
And we'll go to the next afterwards. <laughs> so let's go with success stories because okay. I think this will also kind of bring in some of those challenges that we see. Okay. So I have two that come to mind that I'd like to talk about. The first one is it was an, an HVAC company um, and the seller, uh, somebody very important to me, long-term you know, relationship, and he was ready to retire. Now he had his business for about seven years. Um, he had you know grown the business, really kind of established it. So businesses that are looking to sell, they don't necessarily have to be the long-term established. You know, they don't have to be in, in business for 30, 40 years. They can, you know, be just a few years old. Um, we saw that with some of our, uh, I don't know if you guys have had much experience with car washes mm -hmm. that they were, you know, popping up and then selling within a couple of years. Yes. And there are some particular industries that that is very, very common where yeah. they turn over routinely. Mm -hmm. Um, but in this particular business, so when we got the listing and when took the business to the market, we really took this one with a strategic approach. And based on the seller's concern, you know, everything that we do is confidential because of course, confidentiality is going to be key. It's going to be key to make sure that you don't disrupt business operations. It's going mm -hmm. to be key that you don't disrupt vendors, suppliers, that you don't disrupt employees because a business isn't like a house. You can't go out front and put a for sale sign out front because that's really can be a kiss of a death for a business. People will start asking questions. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> so, you know, confidentiality was going to be important. So we actually did this one off market and we were able to do that because our network is so vast. We were able to do that. This one, we looked for a strategic buyer because of course, licensing in the HVAC mm -hmm. industry, we, you know, did it off market. We have databases of private equity groups, family offices, and, and we approach those directly. Um, of course, every business, uh, that we we represent, a buyer does have to sign an NDA prior to getting any information. So again, keep maintains and protects the confidentiality of that seller. It, it's amazing that you you know I think people don't understand the complexities that go into that because it's just like you said with the licensing. Mm -hmm. um, in our industry, that's a that's a huge you know problem with broker dealers and licensing. If if any other advisory firms are selling, so um, for you guys to be able to match all of that, and, and it sounds like in this situation you did it pretty seamlessly and mm -hmm. and had a really nice transition. Um, is again, I'm gonna go back to the value on it. <clears throat> I don't think people can completely understand and appreciate the value that it takes to make sure all behind the scenes that licensing is matching, matching up, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you mentioned the situation of, you know, these, this, this certain company, um, cared about their employees and that was a priority. So you have to, you know, not only find a buyer that is, you know, going to give a good price for it, but also going to make sure that the employees are taken care of. And then how do you know that somebody's going to continue to take care of those employees? So how do you make sure that you, you know, you vet the right person and, and, um, for you guys to be able to do that is, is pretty incredible. We have a pretty rigorous vetting process. We do that ourselves, multiple conversations, multiple meetings, our buyers and sellers vet each other as well. You know, mm -hmm. multiple conversations, multiple meetings. It's really a long process. People don't realize, but generally business sales take between six to nine months to sell. And that's, that's when it's a, you know, everything's kind of put in place very well, which is why we do prefer to start working three to five years out because it can help us get all the ducks in a row, make sure that everything is going to be met well to ensure that, you know, the, the deal is going to go smoother because one of my jobs is to anticipate the pitfalls that might come and really mitigate those, those challenges and, mm -hmm. and make sure that they don't blow up the deal. Cause generally a deal will die three to five times before it crosses the finish line. Yeah. So huge challenge. Yeah, that's it's 
we found that so often in I think in our industry and even in others like you said it's it's something people are their own worst enemy Mm -hmm. they really are Um, and so just overcoming that and and working with somebody who can help you overcome that is important so well and just to go back to kind of finish like this success story so ultimately we were able to obtain the buyer we were able to work through due diligence Mm -hmm. we were able to close the deal and on this one we managed to get him fantastic price and terms with an earnout. So part of our job is also to structure the deal. You know, the current climate, we're getting more creative mm-hmm. and, and working with a business broker gives you the experience necessary to get creative, to understand how to make a deal work. Well, you know, how many business owners have sold a business? That's it. Not many. Yeah. And, and if they have, you know, they know their business, right? I do not pretend to think that I know their business than they do, but I am the subject matter expert on how to sell a business. Mm-hmm. So they are the expert on their business and I know how to get that job done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, if there's a successful business owner, he probably hasn't sold his business so many times. So when he goes and looks at how to sell it, it you know, maybe they think they can take it on themselves, but mm-hmm. it just, it seems like they're, they're going to get some, a worse offer or, or, you know, go back to, um, you know, them being their own worst enemy sometimes. It's, and, and, and so it's working with somebody that does it every single day, all mm-hmm. day, who's had multiple deals, you know, can look for certain situations, can identify, you know, somebody that's even trying to get over on you or anything like that um, is, is important. So, Well, and another aspect that business owners don't often think about and even buyers don't necessarily think about is, for instance, lending. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're looking at lending, if you're looking at utilizing the SBA for lending, mm-hmm. there are levels of requirements to be able to, to secure that lending, such as industry experience. So if you don't have industry experience, then you're not going to be able to secure that funding. So at that point, having a business broker, that's where we come in with the creative ways to really still get the deal done, mm-hmm. whether that's you know a potential earnout or whether that's seller financing, whether that's uh, a bloom payment, whatever that might look like. Um, we do have partnerships with different lenders. We have partnerships with, uh, you know, CPAs, attorneys. Mm-hmm. We have all of those individuals that we can kind of work with and to guide and to provide the buyer, the seller, to still make sure that things keep moving. Yeah, and you mentioned the CPAs, and it's also, you know, some an owner of a business for somebody that's looking to sell it may have a, uh, a valuation of their business. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, there's always got to be some independent or some somebody that has to come in with Correct. a valuation. And so I imagine that that is a challenge uh, to go through, especially if you come with somebody who may have an unrealistic Yes, that is that is definitely one of the huge challenges that we come down to is just the education aspect mm-hmm. on how businesses should be valued. Yep. So that is that is something that we see a lot, um, and you know it comes down to technology can be our greatest asset, but can also be one of our biggest challenges to kind of work through because there is so much information. So you, you, we've kind of touched a couple on the challenges. What are, what are, some, what are some other challenges that you would say in the business brokerage set? So one of the biggest things, and this is, you know, one that I'd like to tie to my second success story as well is the interest rates, you know, cost of capital at this point are so expensive that again, it comes back to having to find more creative ways. So, uh, I've represented another business here local, um, mm-hmm. in Fayetteville and, he has provided me with the approval to share his story even down to the business name. So typically that would be fully confidential, but with his approval, I can share Garner's painting service has been in Fayetteville for 45 years. 
he started it, uh, you know, with some help from his father. And when he kind of came through working his whole life, it was ready to retire. So what does he do? You know, so he and I, he um, hired me and, and we started working together to, to sell the business for him. And this was one that lending was going to be a challenge. Um, you know, the, the, the challenging thing to a painting contractor is everybody thinks they can do it. Mm -hmm. But what people don't understand is businesses have a lot of value in their goodwill. 45 years of a reputation has value. Absolutely, um, yeah. So really, we got creative, uh, you know, had some creative terms. But the challenging aspect was finding the lending, the cost of capital, interest rates had gotten so high that when you think of a service industry, the return on that would be extremely difficult. So when you say the lending, are you working with the lending prior to even a buyer you're trying to secure, or is this once you found a buyer? So typically once we have a seller and once we're representing a client, we do work to get the pre-approval for that lending. Now, okay. of course, all of that approval is going to be contingent on the buyer's ability as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we look at getting the, the business uh, qualified and secured for that lending initially. Okay. So, and this is one of those things that helps really smooth that process and keep that process going because we've already had lenders review the financials. It, it makes it easier too, um, I would imagine, for that buyer just to come in and you've already had all of these, you know, you've checked the boxes that the banks want or that the lenders want. So um, when they come in, you know, as long as they fit and they don't just, you know, their credit's not just ruined, yeah. they can kind of just slide right in. And, and that's a that's a huge value to the buyer. Exactly. And at just because their credit may not be solid mm -hmm. in, in the sense of, you know, maybe they've they've had a great job, they had some things in their past that you know, really kind of hurt them, it doesn't mean that they will be fully cut out of being able to secure lending because we do have resources for that as well. Mm -hmm. So really to try to make sure that we have all of these avenues and all of these capabilities to, again, just get the deal across the finish line. Well, I didn't want to cut you off in the middle of that. This um, I'm now I'm very much engaged <laughs> in this. <laughs> this ended. So uh, back to the, the, the business that your success story. Oh, yes. I'm So, <laughs> you know, started working with him 45 uh -huh. years, you know, kind of kind of went through and we ran into multiple challenges. We ran into, you know, different challenges of location, different challenges of because again, those individuals that we work with as a quarterback, we work with the landlords, we mm -hmm. work with all of the other professional advisors that we've spoken about. So we ran into multiple challenges. And one of the things that we are seeing is landlords are a tremendous challenge for businesses and business sales, because as to where you know, you have to find that right pairing mm -hmm. between the buyer and the seller. You also have to find the right pairing with the landlord. And and then if it's a franchise, if the business is a franchise, well, of course, now that's another challenge because the, you have to meet the requirements of the franchisor. So just kind of moving away from those particular challenges, you know, and looking at more of a larger scale challenges, you know, cost of capital is a huge one. The information that's out there is difficult because, mm -hmm. as you previously mentioned, you know, unrealistic expectations on the sale price. Um, luckily, with that success story, my seller had very realistic. We were able to get the deal done. He is now able to retire and really see the benefits of the life that he worked for and everything that he worked for. His employees have been taken care of. The buyer who purchased the company has now grown it. Uh, he's grown it. He's grown it with the employees. He's added additional services, and now they are 
offering a wide range of services, uh, you know, for the Fayetteville community. So it, it's really a win-win across the board. Yeah, it's not only a, a win for, you know, the buyer and seller, but it's like you said, it's a win for the community as well, because mm-hmm. if he's able, if the buyer is able to take that and then grow it, then they're providing jobs and able to, you know, better the community, which is, which is awesome. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, like you said, it's a win for everybody. Yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge success for this community overall. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so what's some advice that you would give, um, to some owners that are looking to sell their business? How would you, what would you say to them, um, for those that, you know, are, are maybe coming up on three to five years out, or even if they've passed that three to five years mm-hmm. and they're now looking, you know, I'd really like to sell in the next couple of years. So the first thing I would say is to consult with a business broker, um, to build your team of advisors. If you are in that three to five year window, you know, again, we do have the capability to help you know, help you build that team. Mm -hmm. If we have the capability to help work with that team. Um, we also have, you know, uh, partners that do exit planning Mm -hmm. to help you get prepared. Um, consulting with a business broker is going to help you really know those steps to take to really kind of gear yourself in that direction. And it, it doesn't have to be something substantial. You can start with a simple email you know, something that you can fit in, in your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way it doesn't have to be, cause one of the biggest challenges is time, right? Time is, is the biggest currency that people have. So really, um, working to maintain that and protecting your time. Cause I recognize that that is my number one job. My number one job as a business broker is to protect the time of my clients. Well, you're not, you're not only a business broker, you're also a mom too. So <laughs> that I am. <laughs> so your own time is valuable. Yes. Um, so. That's uh, yeah. So, so, okay. So the business, uh, so buyers, people mm-hmm. who are looking to uh, purchase a business, whether they are um, already in that and they're looking mm-hmm. to expand their own, or, you know, they think of, um, maybe they just want to jump into something and, and they could be younger or older. What do you, what, what advice do you have for those wanting to, or looking to buy? So I think the first thing that's most important for buyers is to really understand your interests, your goals, your capabilities, understand your experience where, and and maybe you want to change completely different industries and that's okay. But just to have an understanding of what that looks like for you is going to, to really kind of shorten that process. Also looking to understand your financial capabilities. You know, it's, it's, you could absolutely speak with a lender, find out if you can be pre-qualified because as a, you, as a buyer, you can be pre-qualified to buy a business. Mm -hmm. Um, Having in, you absolutely can reach out to a business broker. I will say not all business brokers work with buyers on a representation side. However, there are brokers that do. Um, so those are going to be kind of the first things, but having that guidance and understanding from the beginning, really kind of honing in, I will say most buyers that we work with generally, they don't purchase the first five, 10 businesses that we show them. And typically they end up purchasing something in a completely different industry. So it's really kind of a learning aspect as well. And if you are somebody who don't have a lot of experience in business ownership, looking at a franchise could be a tremendous opportunity as well. You know, we, we do franchise consulting and franchise development as well. Mm -hmm. Um, the benefit to a franchise is you do get some framework, you get some guidance, you have a franchise or there's a proven model. So that is tremendous. The, you're fitting into something that works already. Kind of, and exactly. You, you just have to take the helm, but 
guardrails. Now, there is still a lot of challenges to a franchise because yep. generally they are startups. So you do still have to start it and build it on your own as to where purchasing an established business, they have a reputation, they have the clients, they have the location, they have all of that. So understanding what is going to work for you, you know, we're, we're right here, right outside of, you know, Fort Liberty mm -hmm. and I am a military spouse. Um, so the military is something that's very, very passionate to me. And what I have seen is military members, franchises tend to be very good for them as well because there is a framework and they are used to following a structure. Actually, yeah, I, light bulb. <laughs> that made sense. Um, when, as soon as, it, you know, so they're coming out of this, uh, this structure mm -hmm. that maybe some of them didn't even have, and they went into the military and now they've developed this structure. And so going uh, outside of that may be a challenge for them. Whereas if they can fit and, and, you know, franchises can be very, very successful. Mm -hmm. Um, and these, and the military, uh, you know, these military people that are retired and go into that, uh, that franchise model, they they may not only be successful at it, they may be more successful at it than somebody else who's not had the experience that they've had. Exactly. Um, so that's a, a really, really good fit, um, I can see, for, for that in, in this area as well. Mm -hmm. um, it keeps them, you know, because they'll, they'll do their mission. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just give me the mission. Correct. Um, and so they'll probably outperform uh, most other people else, you know, that, that otherwise wouldn't be retired military. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll drop all the contact information for you, actually in the show notes. So if you want to get in touch, we'll put website, phone number, email, all in there so you can get in touch with her. But for anyone that is interested and, and, and kind of hears this and says, okay, this is a service that I think could be of a value to me. What do they need to, like to bring to the table at the beginning? What does that first like introduction, that first conversation look like? So that first conversation is just going to be very personal. It's going to be to understand where they are at in their business ownership journey or in their buyer's journey to get the understanding of what they're looking for. Really, again, I mentioned that we do a very concierge approach. I like to really tailor to what my buyers and sellers need. So just it's a simple conversation and understanding of where they are, what's important to them and what their goals are. Well, again, we'll put all that contact information in the show notes. So if you want to get in touch with Ashley you, in Transworld, you can do that by just checking that out. Uh, also, we're going to have a follow-up conversation with Ashley, talking more about kind of where this industry is headed, maybe the future for business owners, some of the trends that are popping up. We talked about some of the market conditions that are affecting the creativity, I guess, that goes into the business deals right now. But we'll talk more about that in our next episode as well. So should be a fun conversation. But actually, thanks for taking us through this. Really interesting to hear the stories of a seven-year business versus a 45 and some of the ways you work through that. So thanks. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Again, if you want to get in touch with Desmond as well, again, you can find us online, clcfinancial.com. Also, the phone number is 910-323-5700. And please hit subscribe wherever you listen. We'll be back with part two with Ashley coming up. Securities and advisory services offered through Creative One Securities, LLC member, FINRA, SIPC, and an investment advisor. CLC Financial Services, LLC, and Creative One Securities, LLC are not affiliated. Medical products are not offered by Creative One Securities, LLC. They may be purchased through a licensed insurance professional. Licensed Insurance Professional, we are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. This material has been prepared for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal tax, or investment advice. Investing involves risk. 
including the loss of principal. Insurance and annuity products are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. We are not affiliated with any government agency.